Welcome to Grant and Hope's podcast, where we explore themes around the prophetic and the supernatural. As staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, we desire to equip the saints for the work of ministry in the power of God. Today, we're talking about pursuing the nine manifestation gifts of the Spirit. You know, why look at the nine gifts of the Spirit? Well, Hope and I are called to focus on training and raising up saints for the supernatural work of ministry, for experiencing His presence and helping them hear His voice. And these nine gifts specify the very distribution necessary for a full manifestation of the Spirit. And I believe a major call on my own life is to be used by the Holy Spirit to activate the gifts of the Holy Spirit and to pray for people to be baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. So we have a burning passion to equip Christians in the power of the Holy Spirit. I like what Jesus said in John 20, verse 21 and 22, As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Receive the Holy Spirit. So we have this great privilege and responsibility to live in purity and to live in power to accurately represent Jesus well. And in light of such a great gift that we've been given in the person of the Holy Spirit, Hope and I, we, we live with this conviction that we owe the world an encounter with God. It's this idea that people today need more than just a message. They need an encounter with the living God. And we believe the gospel of his kingdom must be show and tell. Not in word only, but also in demonstration of the spirit and power. And we desire to raise up believers for this show and tell work of ministry. So the more we talk about these gifts of the Spirit, the more clarity, the more understanding we have in partnering with God and being an answer to the darkness of our time. So to start this off with, let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 11. It says this in verse 7, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. The Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually. Now, if you kind of break this down a little bit, these nine gifts of the Spirit can be broken up in three categories. Now, remember, these gifts are supernatural. They're not just like a natural gift. So they can be broken down in these three categories. Number one, gifts of revelation. Number two, gifts of power. And number three, gifts of inspiration or vocal gifts. Now, the gifts of revelation reveal something. So the gifts of revelation that reveal something are word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Gifts of power. These gifts of power do something. So the gifts of power that do something are the gift of faith, working of miracles, and gifts of healings. Number three, the, the gifts of inspiration. They're the vocal gifts, the gifts that say something. So those three gifts are prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. So let's talk about pursuing spiritual gifts from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14. If you look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31, it says, But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. So Paul tells us to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, and then Paul describes what he calls 
a quote-unquote more excellent way. Now, one problem that people face is they focus on the more excellent way, yet they neglect to pursue and to be hungry for the spiritual gifts. It's biblical and necessary for the prophetic church to be hungry for the spiritual gifts. We need to remember that God calls us to earnestly desire to operate in the power of God. And you've probably heard this statement, seek his face and not his hand. Well, that's not a biblical idea. Now, the Lord doesn't tell us to seek his face rather than his hand. That's not right. We're to seek his face first, yes, but we're also to see the manifestation of power, which is called the hand of the Lord. This is... This is here's an example in Acts 4 you see the apostles pray this powerful prayer Acts 4 verse 29 through 31 Lord extend your hand to heal now Lord look on their threats grant to your servants with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus and when they had all prayed the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the holy spirit and they spoke with the word of God with boldness so we see it's the reaching forth of God's hand that's associated with signs, wonders, and miracles. And it's the Holy Spirit is stirring up hunger in people's hearts to function in the realm of the Holy Spirit. It takes hunger. It takes more than just an ideal that says, wow, it sure would be fun to operate in the Spirit. Wow, wouldn't that be great? No, it takes hunger. It takes more than that. It takes conviction. It takes passion to sustain the process that's necessary to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Now, many people don't understand that there's a vigorous process in our inner man that's necessary for us to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. We must pursue love and desire the spiritual gifts. So Paul exhorts us in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 31 to desire the spiritual gifts earnestly, to be hungry for them. So my question is this. Are you hungry to operate in the gifts of the Spirit? Are you hungry enough to change some of the ways in which you live to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Are you willing to change the way that you live? I'm saying this because by the grace of God, heck, I want, heck, I want to change some of the ways I live in the ways in which I carry my heart so that I can be lined up with this thing called being hungry for the gifts of the Spirit. Now, when we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, one of the most important things to remember is the gifts of the Spirit are tools. They're not toys. And what I mean by that, that they're tools, is they're for the upbuilding and the strengthening of the bride of Christ. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. This is what he says. He says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3 through 5, he says uh, prophecies for the upbuilding, encouragement, and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. So there's an emphasis of it builds up the church. In verse 5, he talks about interpreting your tongue so that the church may be built up. So that's the emphasis is that the church may build up. May they may the church be built up in verse 12 of chapter 14 it says so with yourself since you are eager for the manifestation of the spirit strive to excel in the gifts that are for the building up of the church in verse 26 he says whenever you have a ton whenever you have a hymn a lesson revelation or interpretation of a ton let all things be done for the building up
In verse 31, it says, You may all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all may be encouraged. So that's the emphasis I want to say. The gifts of the Spirit are not just toys for our enjoyment, although they can be fun. They're focused on that they're tools for the strengthening and upbuilding of the Bride of Christ. Now, if you look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, and 1 Corinthians 14, verse 39, Paul doesn't say, just be passively open to the possibility of the prophetic. No, this is what Paul says. Paul says to eagerly desire and strive for the greater gifts. I like what Rick Joyner says. He says this, Some people have determined to pursue love and then just stay open for the Lord to use them in the spiritual gifts if he wants to. But these are the people that rarely get used. I think the only reason to desire this, the gifts, the only right reason to desire the gifts is for love's sake, right? For the upbuilding of the of the saints. That's what we just talked about. This is in order to accomplish the purposes of the Lord and to touch the needs of his people. That popular saying that we should seek the giver and not the gifts, it's not biblical. We need to throw that out. It's actually contrary to what the scripture exhorts us and to pursue love yet earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. We must pursue love first, yes, but if our, if our desire for the spiritual gifts is to be pure, but this emphasis does not nullify the need to seek the spiritual gifts. And the thing that we need to remember is that Paul's statement that we should desire spiritual gifts, it's not a suggestion, it's actually an apostolic command. We must never allow the gifts to supplant the Lord himself as our preeminent quest. However, we need to remember it's impossible to get close to this ultimate giver without receiving gifts. There are no gifts in this universe as precious as his spiritual gifts, and to receive them is evidence that we have found favor with the ultimate giver. So let's not forget that. We're to pursue the gifts of the Holy Spirit with all of our heart. Now what's interesting is if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's the well-known chapter about love. Now when you read chapter 13, you must read it in its context by reading the verses before and after. It's a chapter exhorting us to walk in love in the context of desiring the gifts of the Spirit. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31, the verse before 1 Corinthians 13, and look at the verse right after this chapter on love. Both these verses that sandwich this chapter on love, chapter 13, they're both about pursuing prophecy. We would understand chapter 13 better if we had understood that we pursue love as one of the avenues to sustain in our hunger for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, God won't make us pursue the gifts of the Spirit. God won't do our part and we can't do His part. There's blessing that God withholds this gift until we pursue it because He actually wants to give this to His church. And He won't give this Give us this until we do our part. Now, what does our part mean? Now, this is important to pay attention to. Our part means pursuing the gifts of the Holy Spirit by being attentive in our inner man to the Holy Spirit. So what this means is we have to cultivate a spirit of listening. We have to cultivate uh, listening prayer. Now, of course, if this was easy, right, 
to do this, to cultivate a spirit of prayer, of listening prayer, is really inconvenient, especially right now in the 21st century. In order to listen, in order to pay attention to the impressions of the Holy Spirit, we can't indulge ourselves in self-pity or anxiety or the feeling of fear or offense or a sense of how people are treating us rightly or unrightly. We can't be indulging in those things and still pay attention to the Holy Spirit. To be attentive actually requires a certain amount of death to ourselves or lot, you know, not focusing on ourselves. It causes us to be other-oriented. One of the reasons the church doesn't operate in the gifts of the Spirit is because, honestly, we're just too self-focused. We must be willing in our hearts. We must quiet our inner man, and we must position ourselves to hear God. Actually being attentive to the Holy Spirit is really vigorous. It takes energy. It takes effort. It takes focus. It's this vigorous aspect of our life in God. It's not something that we just do by coming to like a, a meeting or a church service. Now we're gonna pay it we're gonna have to pay attention. This is our part that we have to do in these, especially in pursuing these nine gifts of the Spirit. There's more to this than just attentiveness. It's this issue of attentiveness that we're talking about. But God's part is to give us the the prophetic impressions. And he will give us prophetic impressions, but here's the problem. When God gives us prophetic impressions, the vast majority of the time, it's only a faint whisper in our spirit. So he requires that we pay attention to that faint whisper. He actually requires that we step out and we give expression to that impressions that we receive from him. If we do not dial down on the inside, if we don't manage some of our emotions, if we don't quiet the storm on the inside of us, we will, we will not and we cannot hear him accurately. So when we're not paying attention to that faint whisper, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 and 12, it's a story about Elijah. He said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And he said, Behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke it in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire there was the sound of a low whisper. So God spoke in a small, still voice in a whisper. And that's how God's still speaking to his people even today. So I've resolved in my inner man to pay far more attention to this still small voice, these faint whispers, these faint impressions. This is one of the most common ways that the Lord speaks to us. And in pursuing these nine gifts of the Spirit, we need to be pressing into those that still small voice. We need to cultivate a spirit of attentiveness more consistently in our lives. So to the degree that we do this is, is to the degree that we can hear Him more clearly. You know, I'm surprised in my own life how these faint whispers are really just the beginnings of operating the spirit of prophecy. You know, we we imagine like Elijah that the Lord will speak to us in these amazing thunder, you know, this dramatic lightning and earthquakes. And we even imagine like the angel of the Lord coming before us and say, tell them this, you know, and like, okay, we will tell them that. But, you know, for the most part, God doesn't. It doesn't typically work this way. And God won't do our part. We, He won't make us become attentive to his whispers. We can't create the impressions, 
that he gives, but we can listen for them. And I don't mean listen in the natural sense. I'm talking about paying attention. I'm talking about it takes a concerned effort to cultivate that listen and attitude of the heart to the person of the Holy Spirit. One of the things I love about pursuing the gifts of the Holy Spirit is that they humble us. It causes us to require attentiveness and it requires energy and risk on our part to pursue these nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the way that God releases the gifts of the Spirit is by first making us humble. He humbles us and causes us to grow in His love. It's the very nature of the gifts to humble us. We think automatically that the gifts will like exalt us to some awesome position or give us to some amazing ministry. And we think that if we move in the power gifts, we'll be exalted. But the truth is that the more we move in the power gifts, that's only the beginning stages. It takes a lot of work of uh, this cultivating uh, perseverance and pursuing this uh, attentive listening. And people don't really appreciate that. But the good thing, the good news is that it humbles us. It keeps us dependent on him. And we get to grow in love with him. And we get to grow in friendship with the Holy Spirit. So... I hope that this, uh, some of these musings that I've shared with you provoke you to want to pursue all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and to pursue a, and cultivate an attitude of listening uh, to the Holy Spirit. Because when we set aside time to just ask the Holy Spirit several times a day, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? Just take those just pray that several times a day and and i i i want to say that you will begin to hear him answer you more and more so that's my greatest takeaway is never give up and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts by setting aside time to ask him questions and and ask him for these gifts so bless you guys uh, we'll catch you next time. We're going to talk more about the, each of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please give us a rating on iTunes and feel free to share with a friend. Our ministry is made possible through our financial partner team. If you feel stirred to give, you can do so by using the link in our bio.